We continue our trip through the lottery and mocking the 2013 NBA draft. I, Tim Roy, for Warriors.com. Let's run down the picks so far. Cleveland Cavaliers with an overall number one pick. Lens Noel of Kentucky goes to the Cavs. Ben McLemore of Kansas to Orlando. The Washington Wizards, picking number three, took Otto Porter of Georgetown. The fourth selection to the Charlotte Bobcats went to Anthony Bennett of UNLV. The Phoenix Suns tabbed Victor Oladipo of Indiana with a number five pick. At number six, the New Orleans Pelicans took Alex Len, the seven foot one center from Maryland. The Sacramento Kings, picking number seven, took point guard Trey Burke of Michigan. And then swing guard C.J. McCollum of Lehigh went to Detroit with the number eight selection. And the Minnesota Timberwolves taking Contavious Caldwell Pope of Georgia with the ninth pick. Now, with the number 10 pick, the Portland Trailblazers took seven footer Cody Zeller of Indiana, and that put Philadelphia. On the clock, and the 76ers, seeking talent, went for swingman Shabazz Muhammad of UCLA. That brings us to the number 12 pick in the 2013 NBA mock draft here on Warriors.com. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are on the clock. They have this pick via a trade with the Toronto Raptors. And Royce Young, who blogs for the Daily Thunder, is on board with us right now. A great season again for the Thunder. They won 60 games, but that injury to Russell Westbrook derailed any chances of getting back to the NBA Finals. And they have three picks in this draft in the top 32. So coming into this year, Royce, what would the, uh, what would the needs, what, what's the focus for the Thunder? I think that it's a pretty clear and obvious need for the Thunder. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the trade that they made, you know, as part of the James Harden deal with Houston. Um, and, you know, the Rockets own that uh, Toronto pick. And I think the Thunder were kind of secretly hoping for a little bit higher lottery selection than the 12th overall. But, um, you know, there's still a talented player to be taken. And I, I think that the Thunder probably um, will have their eye on a big man. Um, Kendrick Perkins, you know, has, has been a hot topic of discussion throughout the league. The Thunder aren't likely to amnesty him and uh, let him walk away, but, uh, you know, he, he's, his contract is up in, a, in two seasons, and there's really not a lot of depth behind him. And, you know, and, and then besides the fact, he's kind of become a liability, too. So uh, I think the Thunder are going to look forward uh, to a big man. Um, there's also the potential. It, it, it depends a lot on what they think of Jeremy Lamb, who they got in the Harden trade. Uh, he, was, he was the 12th overall pick uh, in the last draft. And if they think he's a potential long-term fit at shooting guard, then that position settled. But if they're not sold on him, then they're going to need a shooting guard because Pablo Cephalosha, who's been their starter the past couple seasons, he's about to turn 30 years old, and he's going to be on an expiring deal next season. So um, that could be a position in need, too, if they don't think Jeremy Lamb um, is their long-term fit. Royce Young of the uh, Daily Thunder, blogger there, all part of CBSSports.com. Here's a tricky question for you, and you know more about the -the behind-the-scenes stuff of the Thunder than I. Would they make that Harden trade again if, if, if they could figure out a way to make it work financially? You know, I boy, it's tough because, um, you know, seeing as the way that the season played out, um, I think the Thunder were pretty happy with the trade, quite honestly. I, you know, they obviously know, they saw what, what the player James Harden uh, became, and you know, nobody was less surprised than Sam Presti watching James Harden blossom into an all-star. The Thunder knew how good he was, and they and they tried to keep him. They they made him a substantial offer um, that uh, you know wasn't enough. But um, you know if you look at the Thunder's regular season, sixty wins, uh, they led the league in margin of victory. They were number two in offense, four in defense. 
They won the Western Conference in the regular season. They were set up um, most likely to make a, a strong run at returning to the NBA Finals, even without James Harden. And um, you know, I think it became pretty clear to the Thunder that you know if they weren't willing to, to go to the max level dollars for Harden, um, then it just wasn't worth it to, to watch him walk away and basically have him on a one-year rental. They wanted to maximize their assets. That's kind of the, the culture and philosophy of the Thunder. Um, they wanted to maximize the value that they had in Harden, so they got some they got some return from him. They got a, a one-year rental, basically, of Kevin Martin and then Jeremy Lamb, a young player, and now this lottery pick. So you know, I think the Thunder would probably say, yeah, we'd do it again, but you know, you can't anticipate an injury, and, and that's really what derailed Oklahoma City's season. It wasn't the departure of James Harden. It was really just the injury to Russell Westbrook. And how is, in which, of course, with the Warriors are familiar uh, with Beverly. They had a run-in with him in, in during the regular season, uh, the guard from uh, the Houston Rockets. But how is Russell Westbrook progressing, and are they concerned about that at all? Yeah, you know, it, it, it was great news re- recently, actually, that uh, Russell posted a video on his Vine account of him uh, basically getting off of his crutches, and he, as he kind of said, I'm back. And, uh, you know, it's right on schedule. He had his surgery about six weeks ago, and he was. they said that he would be on crutches for four to six weeks or so. Um, so he, he got off uh, off of those. And then the team told us when he had his surgery that they would likely firm up a timetable once he got off crutches and they were able to reevaluate him and kind of figure out what his um, recovery schedule was going to be. But um, the expectation is, is that Russell will be ready for training camp and should be ready to go opening night. And um, by all appearances, he's, he's right on track for that. So you know, I, think the, I think the big question for, for Russell Westbrook is if he's going to be the same player. And all indications are he had the full repair on his meniscus which was a great sign. So all indications are he's going to experience a full recovery, but this is the first injury he's ever had to deal with. He's never missed a game famously, um, even high school, college, or the NBA. He's played in every single game of his life, basically. Now he's, he's having to sit out and he's having to deal with an injury. So it'll be interesting to see how he responds to that. You know, I think uh, for Westbrook, you know, I think the getting his confidence back, his uh, above the neck, I think is going to be the biggest thing because his game is all, you know, it's all predicated on attack, 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 and and I think once he's confident enough to get to the rim and and you know once he blows by somebody and gets bumped on the way up and tumbles down and get bounces back up, I think that's when. Uh, he'll know he's back. But until he gets that confidence back, as we see with Derrick Rose, uh, I think it's it's hard sometimes for players who have not been injured before uh, to figure out you know how they need to go about their business. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to mention Derrick Rose myself because um, you know it's with Rose. You know he was cleared to play, but it was just kind of that mental hurdle of feeling confident with your body. And you know Rose is a very herky jerky player. He jump stops hard. He cuts real hard. Um, you know, he's bouncing around. He puts a lot of stress on his knees. And I think for him to just kind of free his mind and, and feel confident that, you know, any cut that he makes is not going to blow his knee out again um, was a, a big hurdle for him to go over. And I think you're going to maybe see the same thing with Russell Westbrook, even though Russell's injury was not near as substantial. It wasn't, you know, a major ACL injury like uh, Dirk Rose went through. But at the same time, when you've never dealt with an injury like this, there's going to be that kind of confidence thing. And the first time Westbrook gets out on, on a – a live five-on-five full-action, um, you know, practice or something. You know, I could see it kind of becoming something where he's kind of got to overcome that because you know nobody uses their athleticism more in the NBA than Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's what he is. He's an athlete. He uses his explosiveness. He goes hard at the rim. He plays extremely hard and competitive um, for the 40 minutes he's on the floor. So um, I think it's something that he's going to have to kind of overcome mentally. But uh, you know, Russell is a very strong-willed person, and uh, I would expect him to handle it pretty well. 
So, Royce, put on your uh, Sam Presti spectacles and uh, get uh, get ready for this pick now. Who would the Thunder take if the draft goes as our mock draft has gone? You know, with, with the players that are left on the board, I, I think the Thunder would, at that point, they would be looking for the best available big man. Um, and, and not one that they necessarily want to plug straight in, um, but one that I think that they might feel they could long-term fit really well. And so, you know, Kelly Olenek from Gonzaga would be a good option. Uh, Mason Plumley from Duke, but I think the guy that they're going to zero in on because he's got the most upside would be Stephen Adams from Pitt. Seven-footer, very athletic, 19 years old. The Thunder brought him in for a workout a couple weeks ago. Um, Stephen Adams, I think he has the kind of personality that, that they like. He's a very well-spoken young man. Um, and I, I think it, I think it's a, a potentially good fit. You know, Adams, is he's, he's going to be a little bit of a raw project. Um, he's got to develop a little bit in his offensive game, but he can run the floor. He can finish really well. He's got the potential to be a very special defender. So um, I think that the Thunder would probably lean towards going him, but I think it, you know, it's basically going to be who they value as the best available big at that spot. Yeah, he's pretty raw on the offensive end by all accounts, but he's big and he's he's young in the sense of he's young in the game as well. So I think he does have some upside, and he, he can block shots, which is, you know, as, as the Thunder know with uh, Serge Ibaka, uh, that is a great skill to have, protecting the rim. Uh, Royce, we appreciate your time uh, today. And that's Royce Young, the blogger for the Daily Thunder, part of CBSSports.com. Hel- uh, thank you for helping us uh, mock of the 2013 NBA draft. Yeah, my pleasure. So our mock draft continues here at Warriors.com. We're now through 12 picks. And the Stephen Adams of Pitt going to the Oklahoma City Thunder with the number 12 selection. And the Dallas Mavericks are on the clock, still out there, uh, still on the board. Michael Carter-Williams of Syracuse, Mason Plumley of Duke, among others, as we continue to mock the 2013 NBA Draft.